0: You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple.
1: Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow.
0: Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. Babe, you good today? I'm
1: doing good. How are you?
0: I'm good. We have some good guests.
1: We have an excellent couple today. Can't wait to talk to
0: them. Who do we have today?
1: Today we have on our show Derek and Janice Parker.
0: Derek and Janice, we thank you so much for being here, for taking this time out to share with us. You guys have an amazing story, and I'm kind of itching to kind of get into that story right now. But first of all, I just want to thank you for your time. Welcome. How are you guys doing?
2: Great. We're doing well, and thank you guys for
0: having us. Absolutely. It's it's trust me, it's our pleasure. Yes. We, we are we are very excited to um to talk with you. So Listen, let's let's uh, get right into it. You guys have founded Purposeful Marriages. And for those of you who are listening, you'll be able to hear a little bit more about that and how you can get a hold of them through Purposeful Marriages. But you you started Purposeful Marriages. Talk about the journey to getting to to that point.
3: Well, um, so Derek and I uh, originally married in 1991. And so when we married, uh, we like most couples, we went through marriage counseling through our church, um, and pretty much we did it as a check mark. Uh, that was necessary be, uh, to get married, and so we did it. The advice that was given to us, um, what rang clearly to us after getting into our marriage was that a marriage without God will be impossible. Okay. So uh, we lived, we were living what we thought our happily ever after, started going through some um, trials in our marriage and we just, that we did not apply biblical principles to. We kind of threw all that out the window and decided to do things on our own and just got caught up and uh, began to live life without God and without, you know, obviously without Godly principles. And it led to a divorce. But what led to that divorce, uh, was the situation that I think we, we kind of just forgot the principles. And, you know, we, we married young and, um, I started having some regret about, you know, is, did I, you know, is this really what I wanted? And, you know, we had children and most of my friends were, you know, off at college and, enjoying life. And, and I began to just kind of wonder if this was the life really for me. And that obviously showed up in other areas in our areas in our marriage for Derek. And he um, began to have friendships that were not with, um, with single people. And it kind of just led to one thing led to another and it it ultimately ended in a divorce. Wow! And and that divorce uh, was for seven years. And when we divorced, we came back after, um, after seven years and, and decided we wanted to do it God's way. And that marriage, too, after rejoining uh, in 2005, came with many challenges as well. So when we survived, and now we can get into some of those, what those real challenges were. When we came through those, we realized that males we have a story and that if God could heal us from the things that we had gone through that we knew that it could help some help someone else. Wow. So That's that amazing. that birthed our story into a book and mm-hmm. out of that book came purposeful marriages. We really wanted to ensure that um we were following God's mission to inspire couples, to, you know, give hope to those who were hopeless and to uh marriages and relationships across
0: the world. Wow, that's amazing. So you guys actually divorced and got remarried. Yes. That is correct. <laughs> wow. That's that's um that's not a story you hear often. No. Right?
1: Not not very often. I think I can only think of one other couple that that I actually know of mm-hmm. that this that this has happened to, that we know of.
0: So right. so so before we go on, right? Let, can we stay in that story just for a, a, for a few minutes? Just, oh, absolutely. Just want to just <laughs> ask you some questions. Just not necessarily to to you know for you to put your business out there, but just just to kind of help some individuals who might be on the verge of where you were when you got divorced, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. How, how old were you guys when you said you got married young? How old were you when you got married?
2: Well, I, I would tell you this. First off, no question is off limits. We, okay. we, we've we written a book. We're here to help people. So don't feel like you have to hold back or anybody in the audience has to hold back. Whatever questions they have, we certainly are here to answer. Okay. Um, but I would say that uh, we were 20. I was 23
0: and she was 19. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that explains you. were You were talking about Janice with everybody being away at college and you were already... You were already a wife at that point.
3: Yeah, right. A- actually, I got pregnant my senior year in high school. Right.
0: So, wife with child. <laughs> yes,
3: I was. Um, I was enrolled and ready to be off to um, college after high school. So this really put a roadblock up. And so Derek, although and Derek had been in the military, so he'd been in the military and was out and had went to college as well. Had been to college, and he. He told me, he said, Hey, you know, I understand that, you know, this is a roadblock into your dreams, but I want to let you know that, you know, I want you to continue to go to school and and I will keep this child. And that's the first time mom, I'm like, no, you can't keep my baby. Like, what are you, you don't know what, what I don't know. You know, So <laughs> right. I, I, I wasn't having it. So, um, you know, we, we, Decided that I would stay and, uh, just go to school locally. And, and we knew that, you know, marriage was our next step. So, so I'm a new mom. I'm a new wife. Uh, I'm trying to do things the way that, um, Derek grew up. Like Derek was raised in a church. Although I have family that, you know, most of my uncles and, and aunts are pastors or, or in some level of leadership and ministry. Or, or have, you know, like I said, their own church, I went to church, but I didn't grow up in church like Derek did. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to live according to what his family and his upbringing thought was, uh, or should be for godly marriage. So I had a lot of pressure on me. Nonetheless, it didn't, re- it didn't warrant me doing the things that I did to that resulted in, in the marriage ending, but I, I had a lot to deal with. Yeah.
0: Now, would you would you say because we know of some folks, too, that get married young and and I was just talking to a a guy the other day about getting married at 18. He was talking about some of the challenges of getting married at 18. Talk about just from your perspective. And 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 Derek, too, even though you were a little bit older, I, I want you to jump in on this as well. Talk about from your perspective, what are some of the challenges or, or, let me rephrase it, are there challenges that a 25, let's say, or 27-year-old would not face that you faced? What What are some of the challenges of getting married at 19? Well, some
3: of the challenges of getting married at 19 would be, um, I don't feel i, I uh, um, that I had the, the, the training, let's say. I didn't... Um, you know, I watched my parents, so I, I I was raised in a two-parent home that were married. So that's, that's, that's all I knew, whether it was good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. So what the challenges of that... Tell me that one more time.
0: Well, I guess it's a twofold question. So what are some of the challenges that you faced, right? Just being young, right? You guys were 23 and 19. Okay. Um, okay. And then the, the second, the big part of that is, do you think that, if you got married older, if you were 25, 27, 30, would those same challenges be present?
3: Some and some would not. So some of the challenges I say getting married young uh, is obviously lack of experience. Okay. Uh, young and in, in, Derek, in Derek and I's case, um, maybe just not spending time knowing each other enough. You know, I met him in in uh, 89. And we got married in 91. I don't. I think we only really dated seriously for maybe a year, I would mm-hmm. say. So maybe, you know, not knowing each other. Uh, financial, finances. You know, you marry young and a kid automatically involved. Um, that caused strains as well. And then I'd have to just tie it back to not understanding, just the, having the knowledge of really what it takes to, um, keep a marriage together, definitely with that threefold cord and understanding God's role, uh, in that marriage.
0: Okay. You want to add, you want to add to that, Derek, just being from a, from a a husband perspective at that age, what were some of the, absolutely? yeah.
2: Okay. So I would just say that for that, uh, you know, during that time, I agree with just some of the things Janice was saying or what Janice said was, was, um, as far as the emotional portion of it, as far as the, uh, uh, mental maturity parts of it, I believe that, um I was ready during that time. You know, I, I think a lot of our, our background had, had a lot to play in it, in that I grew up in a church. So a lot of those foundations I, I really understood. Um, I won't say that I necessarily prepared myself for them as marriage, but having a little more experience than what Janice did, I, I really knew what I wanted at the time. And that was to be married. I always had in my mind that when I get married, I was only going to get married once because that marriage would last forever. But uh, I guess some of the challenges are not really understanding from a financial uh, standpoint how do you take care of a family? You know, how do you, being young, and have some of the challenges of well, what about these other opportunities that I may pass up because I'm getting married now? I have to put those, you know, aside and just know those may never happen. Those kind of things never came to my mind, but I guess that would be one of the challenges of, I guess, a person looking back and saying, do I regret anything because I did take this step? And that's something that you'd have to, you know, just really look inside yourself and, and make that decision. But, again, for me, there, that wasn't an issue uh, because I, I feel like I knew what I wanted.
3: Yeah. I think overall the biggest thing is maturity okay. and maturity. As, as parents of adult children now, we look at what they're going through you know, at that age of age, you know, marrying when, when at the age that we marry and we just shake our heads like, man, if we knew what we if we knew then what we know now, you know, things would be so much better. So I, I think that's something you just can't change. You just have to grow, Uh grow in pain.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so speaking of if you knew uh, then what you know now, the premise of this show, I'm going to kind of break show protocol a little bit. The premise of the show Basically, being trade secrets is that if you look at it in the business world, right, we off we, we cannot share if you work for IBM and I work for Apple. I can't share with you what's happening in our company. Right. I can't give you any right. proprietary information. I can't give you any intellectual property. It's illegal to do that. Right. The, right. the, flip, the flip of that is we believe in relationships. It should be the exact opposite. You Mm -hmm. have to share your experience. You have to share the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, uh, the phenomenal, the mountaintop experience and the valley experience. Right. And normally in in our in our uh, conversation, we would ask you later on in the conversation to give advice to uh, or a trade secret to the husbands and a trade secret to the wives. But your story is so phenomenal. I'm going to ask you to do that several times throughout this conversation. And I'm saying that to set up this next question for those listeners who are who have already married young. Right. They're Mm -hmm. they're 18. They're 19. They're in a marriage. They are going through some of the things that you uh, have gone through and may talk about during this conversation. If you had to give a trade secret to an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old that's married, what would be that marriage tip, that trade secret for the husband's? and that trade secret marriage tip for the wives. We're talking about folk that are 18 to 24, 25 that are married right now with challenges.
3: I'd say number one is communication. I say that you, uh, if you're a young couple, communication is so important. And with it, you can overcome many, many things. And so, you know, understanding how to mu- communicate and when to communicate is uh, so important. Understanding, I would say the next thing, is understanding each other's needs. Um, understanding how how to please each other, um, both mo- emotionally and physically. That is majorly important. If, when you're young, I don't think that the idea, I, I'll take it back to for us, the idea was is for, you know, uh, the man as long as he take care, provide financially support, you know, those kind of things, take do the manly things that are expected in a relationship, you're good. And the woman, you know, just the same, take care of the kids, cook it is so much more than that. And so understanding how to take care of each other's needs, um, knowing each other's dreams and desires is so important. You know, when you are eighteen, you um 19 or whatever, you're thinking of, uh, um, you got to think more than just yourself, okay. um, be selfless and, and understanding, you know, what are my spouse's dreams and goals and how do I help them get there? So knowing that for each other and definitely money management, money management is just as important as communication. And for us, because of who we are, I say above all, I have to be God and making sure that that is an important factor uh, or you know whomever you believe in is an important factor in keeping that glue together in that relationship.
0: Okay, okay. So that's for for the ladies, and we'll we'll recap that in just a second. But okay. give us one for for the guys. 18 to 24 is married. So I would say that uh, understanding
2: that marriage is a partnership, and that partnership has to be a solid partnership. In that you guys, like Janice mentioned, communicate very well together but most importantly communicate often so as long as you have two partners who communicate very well the next step I would say then is to have a plan and no matter what always communicate with each other work that plan if the plan happens to change for whatever reason because we know around every plan life happens make Mm -hmm. sure that you communicate that and agree upon whatever those changes to that plan is going to be and no matter what the problems are make sure that you work them together. And as long as you do that, you're going to build not only character in yourself, but you're also going to build to that relationship. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. So for those of you who are listening, the the young younger listeners, the younger married folk, um, you need to communicate. You need to understand each other's needs. You need to uh, know and support each other's dreams and goals. Understand that marriage is a partnership and have a plan and work out problems together. That's good stuff. That's good stuff, man. This story is kind of I got a lot going on in my head right now. You know what I'm saying? Because you guys' story is just so phenomenal. <laughs> you guys talked about the challenges. We're gonna let's let's turn the corner a little bit I'm gonna ask you a couple of different questions about about that situation.
1: Yeah, so let's fast okay. let's fast forward to two thousand five. That's when you got married again, right? Two thousand five? Correct. Okay, so what would you say is different in your current marriage than your first marriage? <laughs> Well, you want
3: to answer this?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would say uh, one is: uh, Are you talking? Let me ask you this: Are you talking 2005 marriage, or are you talking about marriage as it stands today? Yeah,
0: ah, that's oh, a great wow. question because, yeah, you you know what? You're right because you said that, and when you got married in 2005, there were some challenges as well. Yeah, right. Yes, sir. Yes, so before yes, sir. you, so before you answer my wife's question, right? To stick a okay. pin before you answer my wife's question. Talking about challenges, we were talking about challenges as it relates to what you went through at 19 and 23 in those years, right? Were yes. the challenges in 2005, in those first few years, were the challenges different? Yes, they were. Yeah. Yes, okay. they were definitely different. Talk, talk a little bit about that, because by now, right, you have, you've you got kids, and the kids are a little bit older, and there's some other stuff happening, so talk talk about those challenges as, as compared to when you first got married.
2: Okay, so the, the challenges for two, after 2005 was, you know, we, we thought that we were a little older, obviously, uh, a little more mature. And uh, we were kind of moving on in our lives as far as our professional lives, as far as our spiritual lives, as far as our family lives. You know, things were going really good. And we really started to get deeply rooted into uh, our ministry, what we were doing for the church, uh, as far as our job, we were excelling like, in those and we got to a point to where it kind of started to keep us further and further apart because of all of the outside obligations of the home mm-hmm. and uh as we continued to be further apart we kind of lost our connection with communication and ensuring that we always made time for each other and of course by doing that then it just allowed the door to be open for uh other things to happen okay
3: wow so maybe four years, 2007 or nine. So, two years was it? Did it happen? I, I would say so. We got remarried 2005. 2007, um, Derek actually had an affair with someone in his workplace. Okay. That affair, um, actually led to uh, a, uh, someone getting pregnant, um, and so that. Um, it ultimately led then to Derek uh, being uh, separated from that employer, uh, which, of course, you know, we lost more than half of our household income. Trying so surviving that, trying to understand now how is this going to work? Because at the time, um, even though, even when the relationship ended between Derek and the other person, uh, we were unaware as to whether the baby was going to be kept or not. Um, but we always pray that God let your will be done. Um, I had uh, made the decision that I would stay regardless to if the child was born or not. And so we had to go through a healing process uh, on many levels, many, many levels. So we had to heal emotionally for for, for each other. We had to heal spiritually. We had to mend uh, uh, our families. Um, that were affected by our family and our friends that were affected by this situation financially. We had to heal. So we had to go through a lot for us to be able to get to where we are today. So that's the, 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 the trials that we faced after 2005. And that really is what led us to where we are today and the foundation of purposeful marriages because we felt that. If we made it out of that and we survived that we we knew other people out there had been through similar things because in fact, you know, I take it back to when I said that we got married in there with the with the um the counseling and, and things like that, those things weren't they, they just generally aren't open in a church setting. People don't just come to church, even in marriage ministries, people yeah. are not that open to say, hey, you know, yeah. um, I'm dealing with infidelity or hey, you know, uh, this is going on, you know, we're not generally that open. But in, no, in the, the, the what happens is people can't get healed. People can't get the help that they need. Right. And so we decided that you know, you got that. I mean, we will be as transparent and open as possible to ensure that if people, one, hopefully did not have to go down this road, and two, if they did, to know that you can make it through. There is hope. I mean, we are great examples of that.
0: That's you awesome. you are great examples of that. And before we get back to my wife's question, I don't I don't want to really gloss over that statement. For those of you who are listening, you know, it, it's, it's... It's interesting. Often when we go through things, right, we think that what we're going through is just the the most humongous mountain that we've ever climbed. Right. And,
1: and that we're the only ones. And the only ones gone, going right.
0: through it. Right. And then you hear. So right. right. You hear stories like stories like yourselves. Right. And and I want to hear. I, I just want folk to know. I just, just want to take this little station identification break if you will just to let folks know that you what you're going through does not have to be the end of your situation right right Right. we're listening to we're listening to a couple right now janice and and Derek, just telling us a gripping story of uh reconciliation Mm. and of healing Mm -hmm. and of mending
1: yeah
0: and you you're hearing their story and what they've gone through, and there's other people that are about to walk out the door who haven't even gone through a third of what they've gone through,
1: right?
0: Right, and right. so that I just didn't want to gloss over that. If you, that's a great statement you made. The fact that if yeah. you guys have made it, that others can make it too. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to just give somebody who's listening that encouragement that you can yeah. make it through. That's good. And and and
3: yeah, go ahead. No, I've got to say absolutely. And before your wife asked that question, I wanted to throw one more wrench in there to let people know that the very first time of what caused our divorce is because I had an affair and my affair actually resulted in the child mm-hmm. and Derek was with that child and raised that child since that child has been born.
0: Wow. Wow!
3: So yeah, yeah So that, um that, that's another factor as well. So, So when we're talking to couples, we often say, I don't think there's anything that we haven't experienced that, you know, you sitting across from us that,
1: you know, we can't share with you to give you hope. Yeah, that's, that's big. That's huge.
0: That is huge, man. That's, that's, that is huge. So I, that kind of leads right into Mm -hmm. the question that we were originally asking that you were going to originally ask. Right. But, but just say it again, just so that we can kind of Refresh. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah so to repeat the question that i had asked so what is different in your current marriage than in your first marriage outside of wisdom
0: yeah and so that's funny because you you um the, the kind of b b part of that is just because you had challenges the second time around too right there's some things that obviously had to change there were some adjustments and stuff that had to be made so yeah What was that stuff? What's different about that now?
2: Yeah, I think what's different is, uh, you know, uh, our maturity level, I believe, is different. Um, I definitely know our relationship with God is certainly in a much better place than what it was before. And then also us really understanding our communication factor, you know, having the ability to really communicate to each other, uh, communicate, hey, I'm, I'm feeling this way or communicate that. I don't like this or I don't like that. No matter what, the, how small we may think it is, the other person really wants to hear it because what may be small to me may be something that's really heavy to Janice and, and right. vice versa. Yeah. And so we would before take those type of things for granted. We no longer take take that for granted because we all know oftentimes in marriage or even in relationships, the time that a person blows up, is not because of what you said then, but it's all the things prior that may have built up to yes. that point. Yes. And that just happened to be the final straw. So what right. we try to do is, as that thing is small, let's talk about it no matter what. I'm not going to judge you in some kind of way. I'm going to thank God and say, that right there may have saved us from maybe an unnecessary argument or me upstairs and you downstairs. since we made no mistakes. We're not getting a divorce and then nobody leaving. Yeah. But that day of unhappiness is something that we don't have to suffer through. Because we didn't want to communicate exactly how we feel.
3: And, wow. and that's another thing, too, is that we, what's different from before and now, divorce is, is not on the table. So we don't speak it. Right. Um, so we know it's not an option. So that then leaves us with no other choice but to make it work. So we right. find ways to make it work. And and in our early years, uh, divorce was thrown around commonly. Like, it, it was just a thing. You know, you don't like to just leave. You don't like you want a divorce, you know. That was we we spoke it often. often, and so that is that rule now is that it's not an option. And so I think when you take that option off the table, you you obviously are left to figure out how to make this work.
2: Yeah, it forces you to have a different conversation.
3: Yeah, yeah. and and to reiterate what Derek said too about that communication. Sometimes it's difficult, and sometimes you know the conversations that you know, the things that are building up inside you, you think, well, I just don't want to communicate it because I already communicated it before or I don't want to communicate it because I know it's going to be an argument. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. we made that agreement that regardless, we are going to have the conversation and and, and deal with it accordingly afterwards. So mm-hmm. that has been a tremendous change of communicating. And, and again, I say that's our need. You know, what do we need from each other? And that doesn't always mean physical, Emotionally, mentally, we we really make a, a huge effort to communicate that. Right?
0: Wow that is, that's great. And then, and what you said about divorce not being an option that is paramount. That that changes the game. You know, like you said, because that that forces you to look at other other scenarios and other options. How are we going to make it work?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times
0: right.
1: I think a lot of times divorce is thrown out there because people don't want to do the hard work.
3: Hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: the hard work <laughs> is like well you know i i don't want to face that or i don't feel like i'm built for that mm-hmm. for this hard work so i'm just going to be out because i can't handle that
0: right yeah you know, that's good, true. right it's it's, so, it's, it's, it's a it way is. of escape
1: it's a way of escape
3: that's- the other thing we realized too was that when we the you know after separating we real, we were selfish in that so when we decided to, to, to divorce We didn't really care about how the kids felt, how our family felt, how our friends felt. It was all about us. And so with wisdom, we now know that decisions like that, and we try to help other couples to understand what's the domino effect this. You know, I know you fed up. I know you, you know, feel like you can't take anymore. Who else is going to be affected by this? And sometimes when people just stop and think about, you know, how this is going to
1: fall out, not just with you, it may change things.
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: Yeah. That leads me to my next question. You mentioned the kids and how they felt right. Or nobody, a lot of people don't always question how are the kids going to feel? And that leads me to the question that I was about to ask you about your children. How did they feel about you getting remarried? Was there any apprehension? Were they excited or were, were, did they not know really how to feel? Oh, they knew how to feel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our,
3: our, our kids never wanted us to be apart from the beginning. Even oh. with knowing everything that we went through. Even the son that uh, was that came out of the affair. Like I said, there he didn't know any different because Derek was a part of his life from day one. Even through the divorce. Derek at one point had both of the boys. We have, we have two boys and one girl. Derek had both of the boys and I had a girl. So they always, even in the separation, trying to find ways to keep us together. We live separately. You know, I would maybe have to, you know, go to Derek's house to pick the kids up or something. And they'd be like, you know, mom, dad already cooked dinner. So you can just stay here. And dad says you can stay tonight, you know? So and that was when they were much younger. We had an incident where the time where our daughter was in, um, she was graduating eighth grade, right? Eighth, mm-hmm. eighth grade and she graduated at Copper Class and she told, and, and this is after the divorce, and I took my maiden name back, she told the principal, that when her name, when her parents' name were announced, that I said I wanted to be announced as Janice Parker, and even in eighth grade, yeah. And so, the Principal, who knew me, knew better. She called. She said, "You know, this isn't more about getting her in trouble, but it's more about her. I just want to make you aware of the emotions that you know she's dealing with." And so, um, so when, when, when we when we remarried and went through the second incident, there was a point that i had a conversation with the kids and told them that i was going to ask their dad to leave and so they kind of went out of stare. now they're a little bit older now right and so uh there was this fear like you know they couldn't believe we were that i was i was saying this and so they kind of went about their day but at one point i had packed up their things and i sat there near the door and my oldest son who probably was in, was he in like he probably may have been an eighth ninth, maybe a freshman or something then. He might have been a freshman. He walked up to me and in the uh, the the as close to being disrespectful, away from being disrespectful as he could, he was so irate and yelled and said, I cannot believe that you're doing this. You're just forcing him to leave. You know, Aww. and if you put him on now, he's just not gonna come back. And, you know, as a hurt mom, you know, all the things I just described I am going through, I wanted to do a lot of things and say a lot of things to him. But I realized that it did not matter to these kids what was going on and who did what. What they cared about is that their family being together. So when we made the decision to renew our vows, they were gung-ho. And we made that second wedding very intimate My youngest son uh, walked me down the aisle, you know, my daughter was, um, my matron about her and and our oldest son was Derek's best man and that was all in our wedding. Um, That was our wedding party. period and it was very intimate. But to this day, when we decided to do Purposeful Marriages and write the book, we obviously had a conversation with them because we wanted them to know that if we were gonna do it, we were gonna be transparent. And so we wanted to respect how they felt about it. And all three of them as adults gave us a goal for it. We want, if it's going to help other people to go through the things. And to this day, we have a speaking event. They are there. They're encouraging us. When we started, you know, our social media following, they would get behind us. They are extremely supportive. They share Mm -hmm. our things. They, you know, give us ideas. So they think it's absolutely wonderful. And to us, that's a huge blessing because other than, you know, us, ourselves our hurting i think they hurt more than everything that we've been through and so for them to feel the way that they do now to me is phenomenal
1: that's wonderful
0: man that is awesome yeah. That that's awesome and that 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 just makes me think about one the resiliency of kids mm. right yeah yeah right how how they can kind of springboard between these different uh scenarios and issues that we have and so definitely you know that is that is amazing (laughs) and 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 they have they have a perspective Mm. that a lot of kids may not have as it relates to building and maintaining relationships yeah you know um Mm -hmm. that's phenomenal yeah i'm I'm blown away, man. I'm just sitting here listening. I'm trying not to say <laughs> too much because I just want to hear as much of this as possible because right. I know it's going to help some folk. Yeah. I know it's going to help some folk because like you see Janice. You said that you, you said something earlier that is so true, and we see this um, in in marriage ministry that people do not want to be authentic, right? right. Either for whatever right. reason, they're, they're fearful. Um, they don't think that they they don't think that anybody else is going through what they're going through. Whatever the case may be, it 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 hinders them yeah. from being authentic. And just to hear you guys just just candidly tell your story, man, it, this is it's, powerful.
1: It's, it's refreshing.
0: Yeah, and refreshing. That's a great word, refreshing. Yeah. Yep. It's refreshing. Well,
2: I, I will say, too, that one thing for us is that, you know, the, the this was not an easy task for us. God had to take us through a process in order to even get to this point. But God quickly helped us realize that the more that we tell our story – the more that it confirms that we are truly healed mm-hmm. because this is not something that, you know, you won't really want to just put out there and say, Hey world, look at us. And this is what we did. And Oh my God. Yeah. We're back together. And you right. know, obviously people are going to look at you and have so many different judgments and God assured us that that's okay because I am your healer. So as long as you tell this story, I'm going to ensure one that God get the victory and mm-hmm. that we are healed every single time that we tell this story. So wow. we tell it with a great passion because you know, as far as what we went through is one thing, but where God has us now, oh my God, it's a completely different situation. So we are so excited and grateful to God for even considering to reconcile our marriage.
0: Mm, bless the Lord. Man, that's great stuff. And we're going to turn the corner into where God has you now in just a second. But, okay, you know, we run across so many people who are going through stuff, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Just in, in our in our day-to-day travels. And so I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to get stuck here, but I just—we got a couple more things. We just want to pull some gems out of this story um, as it relates to to what you guys went through.
1: Yeah, I was just Janice. You also mentioned um, when we were talking about consi- when people are considering divorce, they don't necessarily consider how the children feel. But then you also mentioned that they don't consider how the rest of the family feels. So, did you guys consider? In addition to your children, did you consider how the rest of your family felt? No, no.
0: <laughs> okay. She was like, no, I didn't. No, that was. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll just say that because we, we I didn't get along with the rest of my family. So not my family on my side, but, you know, I didn't get along with Derek the family. So I could have at that point kind of cared less whether they, <laughs> I mean, to put it honestly, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't factor that in. However, you know, I didn't also factor in that, how it would push us that much further away from each other. Because at this point, whether we divorced or not, we still were a family because we had, you know, children. Yeah. So, so not trying to at least be cordial in that situation for the benefit of the children at that point um, would have been wise. But no, and there uh, at that point, then had a very good relationship with my family, and yeah, I don't think did you really consider how it would affect it my family.
2: Well, I think that it was uh, the feelings and emotions at the time was certainly not something that was at the at the forefront, you know, because you're dealing with so much hurt, you're dis- dealing with so much disappointment, mm-hmm. all the other kind of emotions that are just drumming up. I didn't actually consider that, which I really wish that I had of, but because the more that Janice and I look back and reflect on that, man, the collateral damage was just huge because you think about, hey, you just want to be out of this situation. You don't think about the relationships that are being torn as far as your kids, as far as your friends having to choose sides, the uncomfortability at times that you have events or happen to come across the person. What kind of conversation do you have or the in-laws, even your church family? That it's like okay, uh, who stays at that church and who goes, and you know all these kind of things, oh. and it's so none of this stuff is ever considered. But then once you get into that quiet place and you sit back and say, "Man, what have I done?" and you see the the, the trail of dust that you left, mm. and it's like, okay, I never intended for any of this to happen. I certainly didn't intend for my kids to have certain type of emotions or even conversations with their friends at school, for that matter. That know what. They may have to have conversations that, hey, I see your parents divorced. What's going on with that? Why is your dad with this person? Why is your mom with that person? And, you know, you never even consider any of those things until much later down the line. And then only thing you say at that point is, boy, if I had
0: to do all over again, I might have made a different decision. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing stuff, man. Now, I did promise we're going to turn the corner into where you are right now. Before we turn the corner into uh, where you guys are now with Purposeful Marriage, I just want to get another trade secret um, that pertains to to the the beginning segment of your lives and what you went through. And there's so many individuals who have gone through infidelity. And Mm -hmm. you all are a shining example of the fact that that is not insurmountable. You can come back from that. You can heal from that. You can reconcile from that. So for individuals that are listening that are going through that or have gone through that, give us a, a trade secret, a tip, if you will, for the husband's. And a trade secret or a tip, if you will, for the wives that are going through this and 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 need to come out of it healed. Mm. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Um,
2: I would say I'll I just be for us for the hus- oh for the husband for the husband. I would just say that uh, if they're going through it, just continue to continue to fight, continue to stay in it. One thing I, that I really found out through all of everything that we've gone through is. No matter what I'm going through, not to share that with anyone, anyone else outside of my marriage, especially not anybody like as far as female. Even if you consider it to be a friend or a friendly conversation that uh, if you feel like you're going through a rough patch and you just have to, you know, with your spouse, communicate that. Keep it to yourself or give it to God, because the moment that you allow yourself to be open to other people then it tends you get to be a little more comfortable. You get begin to have more conversations. The conversation then begins to turn a corner. And the next thing you know, it's to, to turn into something else that you didn't intend. So I would say if you're going through, get that quiet place. And if you believe in it, prayer. Uh, if not, then just keep that to yourself. Uh, certainly not share it with somebody outside of your
0: marriage. Okay. And so just before ever- before you, before okay. sorry to cut you off, Janice, but before you, um, say what you're going to say to the women. Can I get a, a just a part B to that, Derek? Let's say that it, this has already happened. Right, they've already kind of turned okay. that corner, and it's already turned into something, and it's already it's already past the point of no return, if you will. And they want to come back from that. What, what what would you say to that to that guy? So they've already had an affair, and they yep. want to get out of that. Yep, they want They want to reconcile. Oh, okay, okay.
2: Well, in order to reconcile, one, you're going to have to communicate, communicate, expect that you're going to be asked several questions probably more often than what you would expect that you should have to answer. Be open and honest at all times. You may have to, in most cases, if not all cases, just totally remove yourself from wherever that place is. So for me, for example... I didn't remove myself from the job. The job removed me, which was a good thing because it might have been the only way that I probably would have been out of that situation because there was many times that I tried to get away myself only to find myself right back in it because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to live two different lives and not make any one person upset.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: All the while, I'm failing on both ends. Wow. So, you know, God got to the point where he had sent me warning and I didn't heed to those warnings. So he completely removed me mm-hmm. from that, where, again, my family was suffering because of the lack of income. But that was a way to get me from that situation. And from there, I had to really give it to God and say, I need to be healed from this situation. Allow God to work that in my life. Janice continued to pray for me. And uh, God just happened to bring us
0: back together. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, Janice. Speaking of Janice, praying for you. What What is uh, the tip that you have? Um, You can do both sides of the coin too, if you want. Before how to how how to avoid, and then if you have already passed the point of uh, of no return, so to speak, how to reconcile?
3: Yeah. So I say to avoid it is when you begin to be unhappy in any situation that's causing you to think about having a conversation that uh, I would say a, a physical or emotional dealings with someone else, stop where you are, evaluate it and and realize that if that conversation or that action is not positively helping you to, you know, stay in your marriage, then it may be something you don't want to do. The rule of thumb should be: if you're going to have a conversation with someone, imagine your spouse standing right next to them. Will you have the same conversation if your spouse was standing there? And wow. that should kind of be the rule of thumb. And if you cannot, then the conversation should not happen. Wow, so, um, very and, and again, yeah, and again, before that, this is before you know those you know leading up to that point of getting to to an affair. And have those uncomfortable conversations. I mean, it doesn't matter how frustrating they may seem. You know, you you, you they're necessary. Uh, well, you know, whatever they are, they are necessary. If you can't, you don't feel like you can communicate um, effectively together, then seek outside help. Get some counsel. Get someone that you trust,
2: mm-hmm.
3: which was something that, you know, I, I think we were able to get access to counsel. The counsel just wasn't truthful. You know, the council that wasn't open enough to say, hey, this is, you know, uh, you know, we weren't, you are not the only ones going through this and, you know, those kind of things. So that's what I say before. Okay. I say if you're in a situation where the affair has happened and you're trying to come back and, and deciding whether you're going to stay through it, the first thing you need to do, um, I say this from a woman or a man's perspective, after it's communicated, evaluate self. Don't focus on what has happened. Focus on yourself. Can you, are you willing to make it through? Make it through meaning it could be the worst of the worst. You may have just found out today, but in three weeks, you might find out even more, something Mm -hmm. even worse. Are you willing to stick through it? So be realistic with yourself. I think a lot of people say, I can do this. And they go back, they jump back into it, and they never really they never really can move from the hurt and pain. And mm-hmm. they drag it on and in the process you only make it that much worse. Because if you're not willing to truly forgive, truly forgive that person, it's not gonna work. Right. And they'll say a very couple say, Well, I need time and I need time and we just need to separate until time. Well, working on stuff, you do it together. You right. know, separation can you know, only, you know, cause that much more strain to the situation. Yeah. So, making sure that you understand that, um, you know, trust, you know, decision cannot stay regardless of how bad it is. Look at the worst of the worst scenario and question yourself: can I stay. And 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 understand if you agree to say that you you will forget, you will trust, or forgive, and begin the rebuilding of trust. What does that look like? And communicate it to the other person. Because I may say I forgive you, but you don't really know what my forgiveness is. I may say I trust you, but I didn't explain that. My trust is really, I, I need to be over you every second of the hour. I need to call you every minute. What does that look like? Um, and so agree that you can move forward together under those circ- circumstances. And most of all, pray. Don't Just because the other person may have been the victim in the situation doesn't give you a right to be, They're judging jury for the rest of their life. If you're going to forgive, forgive and be willing to move forward. And I think that's the biggest stumbling block that couples, um, it's hard to understand that when you forgive, you really need to live it every day
0: and work towards it.
3: I know it doesn't happen overnight. But it, it has to be progression. You have to be moving forward. And you know, two, uh, two you know, two months from now, you, you don't need to throw up in the other person's face. But well, when you did, so well, this is why I'm so. We're moving forward. We're moving forward.
0: That's powerful, powerful, powerful mm-hmm. advice. This, this is, uh, this is amazing. And we just, you know, we thank you for just sharing this with us and with those that are listening because it's just, you know, I, I'm. I'm reiterating this again, but you guys are such a shining example of, of, of a miraculous and awesome comeback.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And, and those of you who are listening, this, this is not, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like the lottery, right. Where there's uh, the chances, the odds are one in 300 million, right. You can experience this as well. Yeah. And just with the tips, just the small tips and advice that you've gotten so far, you can experience This level of comeback as well. That's great stuff. So let's turn the corner, right? So now we're at the point where you guys have started purposeful marriages. You guys are speaking, you guys are working with couples, you guys are doing all these different things. Let me ask you a question about that. With the individuals that you work with, and I ask this to a lot of folks that work with couples, if you were to peel back the layers of any particular scenario that you come across, you peel back the layers, what would you say is at the core of the majority of things that you all tend to see when you're dealing with couples, what's at the core when we peel back the layers? Mm.
3: Um, I think I would say I don't know what Derek would say. I would say hurt. It's some level of hurt that has, or some level something that has not they have not healed from. And okay. and you know when I say that, I don't mean a level of hurt from something as big as infidelity. Somehow, you know, you may have offended me by what you said. Or you, I didn't like how you do this to me repeatedly, and so that kind of thing just built. Yeah. So I would say when you pull it all back, because usually when we start at the affair, that's what we do—we pulling it back. Okay, mm-hmm. so then what? But before that, then what? And then before that, then what? And then, and then we found out. Oh, it's because they said that they didn't like the way you cooked so and so. You know, like so it starts from something really small. Would yeah. you agree here?
2: Yes, I would definitely agree. I would say too, it's um, understanding each other's needs. And by that, I mean, if my spouse needs emotional time and attention from me, understanding what that means to her or him, aside from what it means to me, because I think sometimes we say, uh, you know, people, people sometimes say, hey, I want to come home, I want to you know, take a shower, have something to eat. I want to unwind a little bit, but just for a person to be able to say, this is how my day went today. It shows that you have a a connection. It shows that you are really engaged. You are concerned about how things went for them that they genuinely saying, how can you make it better versus, Hey, how was your day? Okay. And then, you know, you off somewhere, not even acting as really as if, you though though you really cared. Mm. Um, I think that's one important thing. And I think it is, important to to, to women uh, more so than men and in a certain sort of speak because I think that sometimes men take for granted that emotional connection that women want just like I think sometimes for men women take for granted sometimes the sexual thing that that, that men want from women and they don't think that that's a big deal but what that does to an individual you know it really makes a big difference so again when you peel all it peel all of that back and say, what is that issue? Well, this is that issue. I may have had it dressed up in certain type of ways, but this is really what's bothering me. So anything else that happens outside of that is just ag- is just uh, agitating whatever it is that's really bothering me underneath. Right.
0: Wow. So I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if we were to pull out a, another trade secret out of this, it sounds like we need to be more honest and open. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I heard Janice say that earlier mm-hmm. we need to be honest yeah. what we're feeling and what we're thinking and have to to say your exact words i think janice have those hard conversations mm-hmm. oh so, yeah so that we can oh get yeah. Through that. yeah so that we can get through that man this is good stuff man and i i'm just i'm just so grateful to you guys for sharing mm-hmm. Your story with the and being willing to share your story with the world, yeah because so many people, and I'm sure you've already seen this and you will continue to see this as God blesses your ministry, so many people are impacted right mm-hmm. by your story and and they're going to be individuals who you may not even know you touched, wow, you know that will point to this website or point to this social media post and be like those folks. Helped us get back on track.
1: Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's amazing, right. amazing. So we thank you so much for that, man. And I, I really could talk to you about this all day, but we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're not, <laughs> gonna, we're not gonna keep you all day. We're gonna do something. We're gonna do something a little fun right now, just before we wrap it up. Um, and I'll let wife, wife, okay. talk. About it.
1: Okay, so we're gonna do what we call the sixty second think fast, and because we have two of you on the show, we can alternate who answers each question. It's just really simple questions. You have 60 seconds to answer them. I'm going to give you a choice of two things. For example, what color do you like best, black or white? And one of you will have to give an answer. And so we'll, we'll we have how many is it? I think it's 10 questions and you have 60 seconds to answer the questions. Ollie's going to set the timer. And so we'll just alternate between the both of you, Janice and Derek, and you can just answer the questions. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. We are ready. All right, Janice, we'll start with you, and Ollie's going to set the timer. All right, let's go. Janice, coffee or tea? Coffee. Derek, see the movie or read the book? See the movie. Janice, summer or winter? Summer. (laughs) Derek, morning person or night owl?
2: Morning person.
1: Janice, small town or big city? Small town. Derek, car or truck? Car. <laughs> Janice, gym or outdoor exercise? Oh, neither. Um, <laughs> okay,
0: uh, uh, I'll
3: go with the outdoor exercise.
1: Okay, Derek, tropical island or ski resort? tropical island janice action movie or comedy comedy Derek, baseball oh there's the timer
0: sorry let's let's get in
1: we're gonna finish anyway all right Derek, baseball or football football and the last one janice try a new dish or play it safe
3: Play it
0: safe. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Play it safe. So you're not, <laughs> eating, so, so you're not eating octopus, huh? <laughs> no. No. I ah, know that's right. I know that's right. Well, listen, man, we again appreciate you guys' time. But before we get out of here, you guys are, you have started Purposeful Marriage. We want to know how we can get in touch with you, couples that want to reach out to you, social media, books, speaking engagements. Just tell us everything that's happening with, with 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 Purposeful Marriages.
2: Okay, well, you can reach us at uh, on Facebook at uh, Purposeful Marriages. You can reach us on Instagram at Derek and Janet. You can reach us at our website at uh, Derek and, uh, I'm sorry, PurposefulMarriages.com. And uh, we also have a book that's uh, together on purpose for purpose uh, that you can purchase at Amazon.com. You can purchase it at uh, Barnes & Noble's, the ebook. Uh, you can purchase it from our website as well, uh, PurposefulMarriages.com.
3: And follow us on social media. We always try to give some um, marriage tips, and uh, we got a 21-day challenge going on. And if you miss it and if it's past the 21 days, you can always go back and just do it with your spouse. We got some upcoming, exciting things happening in 2019. We're going to be doing our first marriage conference. Um, and so just... Look for, look, we look forward to, uh, we can do um, speaking engagements, so you can do that through our website as well. Uh, we have a request for that that you can complete, but we can do uh, marriage conferences, different speaking engagements. I have a background in financial education, financial literacy. Actually, I have another company. Um, small plug jp credit education and consulting so i do some financial education workshops as well and we can do them as a couple so yeah we just we we hope more than anything that people will be inspired and if you you know we'd love it if you reach out and let us know hey something you did shared you know really helped us we would appreciate it it further confirms for us that what we did is really uh but uh, we're fulfilling our purpose and if you don't pray for us. Just pray that we continue to, you know, move forward
1: and and help other people uh, in their challenges. That's awesome. We really, really appreciate it. You know, the thing that stood out to me that you said, I can't remember which one of you said it, but in the beginning of the show, you said that every time you share or give your testimony, God heals you. And that's how you confirm that. This is what you're supposed to be doing. I think that is so powerful. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you so
2: much, and we appreciate you guys for having us. And um, you know, we certainly uh, hope that there will be another opportunity to get together.
0: Absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Hey, you said it, so I'm gonna hold you to it. We're gonna have to have <laughs> do a part two, maybe even a part three to this. Yeah, absolutely. Man, we we are so thankful to you, uh, Derek and Janice. Again, I can't thank you enough. We're thankful for your time and for your story. And for what it uh, and, and for how it will help folks. And yeah. and for those of you who couldn't write down fast enough, matter of fact, you should probably rewind and listen to this whole thing all over again. Yeah. But for those of you who didn't write down fast enough, <laughs> you can uh, get all of the information on how to reach them in the show notes. We'll put all of that there. The book uh, link to the book so that you can pick up that book. Go get that book together on on purpose for purpose. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and grab that book. So, again, thank you, Derek and Janice. We thank you for your time. And and let me just just say this: just we wish God's blessings, yeah. continued blessings yeah. on everything you touch. Yeah, you have something that has the potential to heal so many individuals, and mm-hmm. we just well, we thank you and give for being hope. Candid, yeah, and give hope. Give hope to. So and many so we folks. just want to encourage you. You've just you've just done. So much encouraging in this in this time that we've been together. We just want to encourage you. Yeah. Continue to stay strong. You are you are a resource of hope. Yeah. You are a, a shining example of reconciliation mm. and God's love. Yeah. Right. And so we just want to continue to pray for you. May God continue to bless you. May He just just widen your territory as you as you look to help other people.
1: Amen. Thank you you
0: guys so much. We really appreciate that. You're welcome. This has been another episode of Trade Secrets. Make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with Oliver and Denise. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode. Until next time, God bless.